Well, we are uh, towards the tail end of our Holy Spirit series. And the past few weeks, we've been trying to focus in on some practical, practical ways. So what are some practical, tangible ways that we can experience the Holy Spirit and Him working in our life and Him speaking through us? So we talked about one of the more traditional or the most common ways, which is through the Bible. Okay, and then we talked about the logos and the rhema, right? The truth and God speaking and applying the truth in our life. Last week, we talked about one that's probably not talked about as much is the Holy Spirit can speak to us through our dreams. And then we talked about how God speaks to us in our waking life. He also speaks to us in our sleep as well for us to always be conscious that God is communicating and speaking to us. Today, we're going to look at the Holy Spirit Uh, how he can work through gifts, okay? How he can work through the spiritual gifts. And so we'll do this in two parts. We'll talk about that today, and then we'll talk about that next Sunday as well. We're going to look at how the Holy Spirit works through spiritual gifts, okay? Uh, To preface this, I want to give you kind of my view of the spiritual gifts. And it might be different from anything that you might have heard before about spiritual gifts, okay? But It's not made up. It's not me. It's actually in the Bible, but it's kind of my focus in what I think about the spiritual gifts. Okay, so when I have thought about spiritual gifts or taken different assessments that talk about uh, helping you discover what your spiritual gift is, a lot of times I would look at it this way. When I think about spiritual gifts, this is the way I view it. The focus is on the gifts. Right, And if you've ever taken like in a gift, an assessment where they talk about your spiritual gift, you even say like, this is my spiritual gift, right? This is my gifting or this is my uh, whatever you would kind of phrase it, right? This is what we receive from the Lord. But really, I think this is the wrong emphasis. This is not how we should view spiritual gifts. In fact, I think we should view it this way. The spiritual gifts are actually about the spirit, not about the gifts. The gifts are almost secondary. Spiritual gifts are about the spirit. Okay, and there's two primary lists that we see in the Bible about spiritual gifts. Okay, and I like it to help me to remember they're both 12, right? 1 Corinthians 12 and Romans 12. Okay, so we're going to look at 1 Corinthians 12 today. And when we look through this passage, I want you to notice where the emphasis is. Okay, so let's start reading 1 Corinthians 12. And when we read through this passage, verses 4 through 11, I want you to count with me how many times Paul talks about the Spirit. Okay, so there are different kinds of gifts, but the same Spirit distributes them. There are different kinds of service, but the same Lord. There are different kinds of working, but in all of them, in everyone, it is the same God at work. Okay, it is the Spirit that's working. It's God who's working In the gifts. Verse 7. Now to each one, the manifestation of the Spirit is given for the common good. To one, there is given through the Spirit a message of wisdom. To another, the message of knowledge by means of the same Spirit. To another, faith by the same Spirit. To another, gifts of healing by that one spirit, to another miraculous powers, to another prophecy, to another distinguishing between spirits, to another speaking in different kinds of tongues, and still another the interpretation of tongues. Verse 11, 
All these are the work of one and the same Spirit, and he distributes them to each one just as he determines. Okay, we have eight verses here. How many times do we see the Spirit referenced or referred to? You counted with me? It's nine times. Okay, nine times. Very good. <laughs> nine times in eight verses. Okay, it, it really doesn't, it really is not a coincidence that there's nine gifts mentioned here and the Spirit is mentioned nine times. Where's the emphasis? What does God want us to learn when we look at this list of spiritual gifts? He wants us to understand that this is how the Spirit works in us uniquely. Each of us will have our gifting. Each of us will have different gifts that the Lord gives. But the purpose of the gift is to recognize how God wants to work in you. How does the Holy Spirit want to show up? How does the Holy Spirit want to show out in you? Through you, through the body. All the spiritual gifts are not about you. It's about the body. It's how does God want to work in and through you to bless and to love other people. That's the purpose of the gifts. The last focus of the gift is on yourself. The first gift, the first focus is on the spirit. The next focus is in on other people. And the last, I would say, is on ourselves. But often when we think about spiritual gifts, it's the reverse. We think about ourselves first. What is my spiritual gift? How has God gifted me? What ways do I have unique ability or unique talent or unique gifting? And the focus is on us. And unfortunately, we have it backwards. That shouldn't be the focus. This is almost, the gift is actually almost secondary. And when you read this passage, especially verse 11, where it says, that the Spirit, Holy Spirit, he distributes them to each one just as he determines. We don't have any choice in the matter. We don't have any reason why he gives one gift to another person and another gift to another. We don't know why. I don't know why he gives me the gifts he does. I don't know why. I don't have it. He, would, he didn't give me any explanation about it. He didn't give me anything. The Bible doesn't say. The Bible only says what? He's going to give it just as he please. Whatever he thinks is the best, whatever he thinks is the most pleasing, whatever thing is going to bring God the most glory, whatever is going to benefit the body the most, that's what he's going to give. That's what we receive. And so when we look at the spiritual gifts, we have to have this focus. Spiritual gifts are about the spirit. Spiritual gifts are different from natural ability. Okay, natural ability or learned ability is different from a spiritual gift. Okay, natural ability is something that you just have uh, either naturally or is learned. Okay, spiritual gifts can only happen with the spirit. Okay, so if you are not a Christian, you do not have a spiritual gift because you don't have the spirit. But if you're not a Christian, you have natural gifts. Everyone does, whether they're a Christian or non-Christian. We all have natural or learned abilities. We all have things that we developed and we trained at and we practiced at, whether it's in our workplace or in our hobbies or sports or whatever it is. We have things that we keep practicing, practicing, and we have those natural abilities or learned abilities that we have. That's not a spiritual gift. 
You can be very, very good at it, but it's not a spiritual gift. A spiritual gift only comes from the Spirit. That's very important. We have to understand this because we'll get confused thinking that the spiritual gift is about our ability. It has nothing to do with our ability. Okay, and as we're going to see, especially in this list, that's why I wanted to start with this list in 1 Corinthians 12 first before the Romans 12. We'll look at next week because it's more obvious. When you look at these gifts, there's no way these gifts come from us. Okay, let's take a look at these gifts. Okay, these are the manifestation gifts. Okay, and I like calling them manifestation gifts. This is how the Spirit manifests himself. This is how the Spirit shows up. Okay, there's nine of them. There's wisdom, word of knowledge, faith, healing, miraculous power, prophecy, discerning spirits, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues. So those are the nine listed in this passage in 1 Corinthians 12. Okay, so I first want to say, okay, there are differing views on the manifestation gift. Okay, so I'm going to just give personally my view. Okay, I'm not to say that I am the end all of what the view should be, but I want to say that there are differing views, and especially the most controversial is probably the last two, which is speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues. Okay, it's not the purpose of this message to kind of go into all of that. I just want to give you just a general overview. Okay, so I'm not ignoring it. Okay, and maybe at another time we can kind of go into that, or you could ask me. Okay, but today for the purpose of that is not going to be focused on those, uh, those in particular. Okay, when we look at this, Aside from maybe the first one that talks about wisdom, the rest seem pretty clear. It's very supernatural. It's not coming from our own ability. Who can have this, for example, like word of knowledge? Word of knowledge is like a revelation that you get from the Lord. It's very similar to what we talked about with the rhema, where the Holy Spirit reminds you or speaks to you something that you couldn't have known on your own. Okay, that's a word of knowledge. And often it's, like we said, all the gifts are for other people. So you'd get something, some insight, some revelation that you want to use to bless another person, right? Or to pray for another person. Okay, faith. Faith is just not generic faith, but it's kind of a supernatural faith. All of us have faith. Okay, we couldn't become a Christian without faith. All of us have faith. All of us have some measure of faith. Okay, but in this passage, it's talking about a supernatural faith. Okay, a supernatural faith. And you see people like that. You see people, and you're kind of like in awe of like, wow, their faith is just so strong. Okay, but it's important to recognize that it's just the Holy Spirit that makes their faith strong. It's not they themselves that have such great faith and you're in awe of that person. That's totally the wrong view of spiritual gifts. Spiritual gifts have nothing to do with the person. It's only from the Spirit. It's however the Spirit wants to work in you. That's the way it's going to come out in you. How does he work? I don't know. He's going to work in one of these ways. And so that's why it's helpful to know, to identify which spiritual gift you have because you can recognize the Holy Spirit. You can recognize how the Holy Spirit wants to work, how he wants to show up, how he wants to interact with you and work through you. Okay, we look at uh, the next line, which is solely obvious too, like healing. We don't heal anybody, okay? Even if you're a doctor, you don't heal anybody. God brings, this is supernatural healing beyond like 
medicine or different things, although God could use those things, supernatural healing, miraculous power, obviously, those that have the faith to be able to, to um, pray for and see miraculous things happen, prophecy, again, whether it's uh, foretelling or foretelling, those are the two parts of prophecy. Foretelling is basically expressing the word of God, and foretelling is telling about things in the future, okay? Prophetic things, discerning of spirits, okay? That's basically being able to tell, and some people have this, right? Some people have this, and they don't even, they're not even aware, where they can go into different places, and they can say, something doesn't feel right here. I could just tell Something that's, and some people call it intuition or da, da, da. Really, it's a discerning of spirits. The Holy Spirit is speaking to your spirit and letting you know there's something that's not right or there's something that is right. Okay, so it's a discerning of spirits, being able to tell what is from the Lord and what is not from the Lord. Okay, again, that doesn't come from your own ability. You can't do that on your own. The Holy Spirit works through you. And again, like we said, speaking in tongues and interpretation of tongues is the same way. None of these can happen without the Spirit. Even the ones that seem more ordinary, like wisdom or faith, those are supernatural, okay? And the best example that I could use is when you look at the fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, which is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. There's also nine of those. Those are supernatural. Those are a fruit of the Spirit, that's very similar to here. It's a fruit of the Spirit. When the Spirit shows up, you'll see those characteristics. Now, I want to ask you, can a non-Christian experience love and joy and peace and patience? Can a non-Christian experience all of those fruit of the Spirit? What would you say? I would say yes and no. Yes, they can experience love and joy and peace, etc. No, they cannot experience the fruit of the Spirit because they do not have the Spirit. So when you look at that list of, of uh, the fruit of the Spirit, love, joy, peace, it's not a human love and a human joy and a human peace. It's a supernatural love, joy, and peace. So that's very similar to what we see in, in this category. Okay, and again, they're both nine, right? So there's nine here and there's nine there. It's a sign that God is present. It's a sign that the Holy Spirit is working. And when you identify what gifts you have, then it's important to realize this is how the Spirit likes to work in you. Okay, let me give you a few examples. Okay, so of these nine, I think I only have one. Okay, I only have one of these gifts. Okay, I think I have the gift of wisdom. Okay, and how do I know I have the gift of wisdom? Okay, so this is different from, like we said, like a natural ability or learned ability. Because I also feel like I have gift of teaching, right? And that's come from practice and some natural ability, right? But the spirit is also present in there. But wisdom is different, okay? So when I think of someone who's wise, what do you kind of picture? Right? I picture someone who's kind of like old, got the gray hair. I got some of that going on too. Some gray hair, a lot of, a lot of wise, like a lot of different experiences in their life. They've gone through a lot of different things in their life and they've produced a lot of wisdom, right? That's what normally we think about with someone who has wisdom. Okay? But me, okay, especially early on in my ministry, I had none of that. 
Okay, my dad was completely sheltered me. I didn't have any experience. We never did anything. We never tried anything. He would always discourage me from doing anything that's risky at all or anything like that. I had none of that growing up. Then I was a student. I was a student for a very long time. I was a student in undergraduate, right? Then I went into my master's in economics and then I went into my master's in divinity. I was a full-time student for 30 years, okay? For the first 30 years, Okay, minus those before you go to school, however many that is. I was a full-time student, okay? And if you know anything about being a student, that's not really reality, right? <laughs> you're, you're not in the world in real life experiencing all these different things that are going to go on, right? And so you would think, I'm the last person who would really have wisdom. I would have the last person who has the experience and expertise and has gone through all of these different circumstances and gained wisdom throughout these years so that when I meet someone and talk with them and, and give them counsel, really, is there any kind of wisdom in a 30-year-old that has that kind of background? No. If we're thinking from a human perspective, if we're thinking that this is my wisdom that I'm giving, Yet, when I would meet with people, consistently they would say, thank you so much. Like, you really spoke things that are so meaningful to me. And then I started noticing after many, 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 many times of that is like, I think I have the gift of wisdom, even though that doesn't make any sense. Right? And I think that's the point. It doesn't make any sense if you look at me. It doesn't make any sense if you look at my life experience. It doesn't make any sense if you look at my own ability or if I think, look at me, you look at Sam, the person, that doesn't make any sense. But with the Holy Spirit, God can do that. That's just one way to show you that these spiritual gifts are about the Spirit. It's about the Spirit working through you. And when I recognized that, when I had that uh, in, my, in my head, it changed things. Now when I go talk with someone, when I go have a meeting with someone, what do I go into the meeting expecting? I'm expecting the Holy Spirit to show up. I'm expecting the Holy Spirit to be present. I know from this passage that this is how the Holy Spirit likes to work through me. So that when I operate in this particular gift, I should be aware that the Holy Spirit is going to show up more often than not. The Holy Spirit is going to start speaking to me. The Holy Spirit is going to be present with me. The Holy Spirit is going to be present with the other person. The Holy Spirit is going to be there when I operate in this particular gift. Does it have to be this gift? It could be any gift. The Holy Spirit can work through any of those ways. He could have gifted me in healing or faith or discerning the spirits. He could have gifted me in any of those. And if he did, then I would recognize the Holy Spirit's going to show up when I use this gift. When I operate in this gift, the Holy Spirit's going to show up. We have to realize it's about the Holy Spirit. And when we do, there's something special that happens. There's something special when you realize Wow, this is from God. This is not from me. And we've all had different situations where we felt that. And we've all said, wow, this was really all God. You know? But that's what happens when we use the gifts. You know? And it might not be as apparent in this one, but when we look next week at the other gifts, you're going to see examples of that. And when we look at these different gifts, we have to realize that there is an intimacy with God we have with the gifts. Their gifts are not about our abilities. Their gifts are not about our talents. Their gifts are not about us at all. Their gifts are about how the Holy Spirit wants to be present with us.
how God uniquely is works in us and designed us and and chose us and wants to work in this way or that way. And when we see that, then we recognize, wow, God is at work. And when you know that God is at work, you'll have more authority. You'll have more confidence. You'll have more insight. You'll have more power when you go and to use these gifts to talk with people and to love people and to serve people and to do that. You'll have more of the Holy Spirit. You'll have more of what he brings. You'll have more of the fruit of the Spirit. You'll have more love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. You'll have more of that in your experience. Because you'll have more of the Holy Spirit. In fact, we do have the Holy Spirit. We just fail to recognize him. We fail to recognize when he's there. We fail to recognize when he's working. That's why this is a good practical way for us to do that. This is when we see God at work. You know, it's interesting because one of the things that makes it difficult for us to recognize sometimes, and I see this with different people and their gifting, is that these, when the Holy Spirit works it becomes very easy, you know? So, like, for example, it's not in this list, but, you know, I, I think of someone like my cousin Esther, who's, like, very creative and it's really easy for her to design things or to decorate, and she just does it, and it turns out so well, and it's so easy. It's so easy, so natural. If I try to do the same thing, for one, it would look bad, you know, it wouldn't look like that. And on top of looking bad, it would be very, very stressful for me. Very, very hard, very difficult, very like uh, exhausting for me to go through that kind of process and to do that. Okay. But when someone is gifted in that and the Holy Spirit works, there's an ease about it. There's a sense that where it's just natural. You see that whether it's in creative things, you see that whether it's in teaching things, or you see it in some of the other gifts that we'll talk about next week. It's really obvious when the Holy Spirit works, it seems natural. That's why it's hard to, for us to recognize because it seems like, oh, that's just nothing. I just do that, right? And I hear that a lot. It's just, oh, I just do that, right? And I'm like, no, you don't just do that. It's because God is present with you this is how he made you. This is how he likes to work through you. We have to recognize it's not just nothing. It's not just this is what I do well. It's not just this is natural to me. That we're missing something. When we look at what is natural to us, when we look at how God designed us, when we look at our abilities, those are signs that this is how God likes to work through us. And when we recognize those things, we can recognize him more. When we recognize those things, we can receive him more. When we recognize those things, we can respond to him more. Okay, did you get it? There's three R's. Recognize, receive, respond. Recognize, receive, respond. Recognize through the gifts. When the gifts show up, when you see those gifts in your life, recognize that it's the Holy Spirit showing up. Receive it. Receive God's presence. Receive his anointing. Receive his power that he can work through those things that come so naturally to you. And then respond. I guarantee you when you do the first two R's, your third one, the response will look totally different. And that's happened to me. Whether it's in my teaching or my wisdom, when I've recognized the Holy Spirit more, something different happens. 
Something more fruitful happens. Something more powerful happens. And I think that that's one of the problems for us is that we don't experience that and we don't uh, have a good sense of what our gifting is because we fail to recognize the main point, which is the Holy Spirit. When we fail to recognize it, we don't see those things. I said some of these things are really obvious and when you look at them, you know it's the Lord, and you know it's the Holy Spirit. And that's why I wanted to focus on this lesson. You know, when I look at something like healing, for example, um, healing is very obvious. And actually, let me say this something before that. So I said only one of these gifts is a gift that I feel like I have. But I've experienced all of these. Okay, well, no, not all of these. I've experienced most of these. I won't tell you which ones I haven't. I've experienced most of these gifts. Okay, and when I look at the other list that we're going to look at in Romans 12, I've experienced all of those gifts. Okay, that, I want to say that, not to say like, oh, I'm so great, I experienced all those gifts. I want to say that because it's just another testimony to show you it's not about me. It's about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit can show up in any one of these ways. The Holy Spirit, even if you don't have the gift of supernatural faith, the Holy Spirit can work through you in faith. Okay, I just think about a gift like evangelism. Some people have the gift of evangelism. Does that mean I'm only going to let those people who have the gift of evangelize, uh, evangelism evangelize? No. All of us are going to evangelize. That's part of what it means to be a Christian, to share about the love of God. But the people that have gifting in evangelism will do that more often. Does that make sense? It's... When you look at their gifts, it doesn't mean that you exclude all the rest of the ways that God can work in you, all the rest of the list. It just means the ones that you're gifted in, you'll just do that one a little bit more. You'll major in those things and you'll minor in the rest. You'll major in the things in those ways that he particularly gifted you and designed you. Okay? But you're open to any way that God works. right? And that's why I share that example that I've experienced almost all the gifts is because I'm open to God to use me anyway, because it's not about my ability. If it's about my ability, then that's pretty like prideful for me to say, I have all the gifts. I've experienced all of them. If it's about me, that's super prideful. But it's not about me. It's about however the Holy Spirit wants to work, however he wants to work through you. Okay, so let's, let's close by looking at just at a couple examples of these. So, as I said, like the gift of healing really highlights the Lord. And I've been on the experience of both ends, where I've received healing from people who the Holy Spirit worked through. And then I've actually prayed people for healing and seen God do supernatural healing too. So, uh, praying for different people. I've prayed for uh, different people in different circumstances, whether uh, injuries with back or different things with their, with their legs. And I've seen God do miraculous things and bring healing in those situations instantaneously, right? As we're praying that they were experiencing those things. I've experienced that personally. You know, it was about maybe about 10 years ago that I had this issue with my hands. And uh, I had these situations where my hands were uh, and all my joints, there was pain all the time, okay? And it started getting worse and worse and worse and worse. And I, I went to the doctor. I went to the rheumatoid place. I feel like maybe I had rheumatoid arthritis I, That's because that's how it felt to me. Like, I couldn't even grip anything, you know? Like, my children were really young, and I couldn't lift them up because I couldn't, like, squeeze them to, to lift them up. I couldn't squeeze a toothpaste to get it out barely, 
right? I couldn't tie my shoes. I mean, I'm just kind of giving you a picture of like where my hands were at. This is how much pain I was having every day, right? And, you know, I received a lot of prayer for that. And I prayed a lot for that. And I don't know why God answers some prayers and he doesn't answer other prayers. I don't know. That's not up to me. But I remember there's time, one time at church, that he really spoke to someone uh, in the congregation about that. And then he felt prompted by the Lord to come and to pray for me. And when he did pray for me, something happened. The Lord showed up and completely healed it. And this is how I know it's a supernatural healing. It wasn't a gradual thing. Literally, that, that, that moment after they prayed, all the pain was gone. And this is something I had been suffering for for years. And I went to so many different doctors. And I was on all of these different steroids and medication and nothing worked. And yet, after receiving prayer from this person, God brought his supernatural healing. How can we explain that? We can't explain that, you know? And when we look at these different things, um, I'm always kind of shocked and amazed when I, when I experience that or are part of that. But part of the reason why, and I think, I think one of the reasons why the, these are kind of controversial is because, especially in the West, we have this anti-supernatural, materialistic kind of bias. We're not open to this. Like, that's like voodoo, or that's for like naive people who don't believe in science. And, you know, I believe in science, and I believe in doctors, and God can use doctors and medicine. He does, right? He does that all the time. But I also believe that God can do something above the natural, supernatural things that only he can do. And if we are not open to those things, then we're going to miss it. We're going to miss it. If we're only believing in those things that are material, the things that we can see, that's why I talked about the Holy Spirit being a spirit, you know, the other week, is we have to realize that God is not physical and he's not material, and that's a good thing. And that's a good thing. It's a good thing because he can be everywhere at the same time. It's a good thing because he's not limited. It's a good thing he's not constrained by the physical world and the physical constraints of this world. He's not constrained by gravity. He's not destroyed by all the things that we are because we're physical. He's not limited in any way. He can do anything that he wants. He created everything in an instant. He created by his word. He can do much more than we could ever think or imagine. And I share that because we have to be more open to what he can do. All of these gifts here, they have this miraculous supernatural nature. And that's why sometimes it's controversial. That's why some people believe that these gifts have ceased and they don't even exist anymore. But I think the problem with that, and I'm not saying that all the people who believe that have this view, I think the problem comes, they think it's the person. I have this gift of healing. I am a prophet. I have this gift. Like, no, the Holy Spirit just likes to work this way in you. Right? And I think if we could view it that way, I think more people would be just be open to all the gifts. It's nothing about me. Right? But we have to be more open. If we are not open, if we don't have an openness, if we don't have a faith, if we don't have a confidence that God can do the miraculous, then we won't experience the miraculous. I mean, God could work despite that, and he does. 
but I think we can experience it more regularly if we believe in a God who's supernatural, if we believe that we have a God who can do miraculous things, that he can speak to us and give us revelation that we don't know on our own, that he can bring healing that doctors can't bring, that he could bring miraculous power, that he could speak prophecy, that he can speak and give us discernment between what's right and wrong and what's part of him or not, and he could give us supernatural wisdom. He can do those things that we can't. Are we going to live just a life that we can do? Or do we want to live a life that God can do? I don't know about you, but I want to live a life that God can do, that God empowers, where God is at work. And God works through the gifts. Whether it's your own gift or the gifts of other people, he works through that. He shows up. And when he shows up, it's different than when you and I try to do that. And we try to show up. It's different because more power and more authority and more fruitfulness come out when God is at work and he can do the things that we're not able to. We need to recognize the Holy Spirit. We need to recognize it in ourselves and other people when we look at the gifts. When we look at the spiritual gifts that are about the Spirit. Let's pray. Oh, so, God, I just want to thank you, Holy Spirit, for being so gracious and so creative. I want you to want to thank you for blessing us with your gifts. You bless us with so many gifts. I pray that we would have more faith and more recognition to see, more belief in what we can see and how you gifted us, even in supernatural ways that we want to have more of an openness that your spirit can work through us in those ways. We want to believe it because not because we're so great, but because you're so great, because you have the power to do those things. So I pray that you would raise our faith, you'd raise our belief, you'd increase our spiritual awareness and recognition of you and what you can do. That has nothing to do with us. We're not the limiting factor. The only thing that we need is to see you more, to believe in you more, to trust in you more, to receive from you more, and to respond to you more. So thank you, Holy Spirit. I pray that you would speak to us and teach us. In Jesus' name, amen.